My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Well, hello, my witchy poo. <laughs> how, is your, how is your witchy damn day doing today? It is awesome. Thank you. And how about you? How's your day? How's my elf day? You know, my elf day is fine. I will have to do a keto confession. I ate some fried chicken last night and I could feel my ankles hurting today because of the carbs. Yeah. So just warning out to those that are living the keto life. Long story, but someone gifted us a bag of pork rinds and it's not my jam. But someone who is keto in my world uses them as breadcrumbs for fried chicken and such things. Well, if we had made the chicken, yes, but we did not. And the other confession is I had some white gravy with it. So that's probably what threw me over the edge. But anyway, (laughs) um, so that's my keto confession. So with all my horseshit aside, the real deal on why we're here is we've gotten great feedback from people that have really enjoyed the live readings that you've been doing, Brenda. And they love it because it, you know, it, it really makes them feel more connected to the world. And, I, and so we want to keep offering that. And today we have an incredibly special guest, someone who I love very much and I have known for, um, we're getting very close to 30 years. She's actually the first friend of Suzanne's that I ever met. And they have been best friends for many, many years. And I love her very much. So I'm just going to say it up front. Brenda, you've heard of Helen throughout the years, but you actually don't know. And so you guys are going to have a very interesting conversation because you've heard of each other for so long. But this is a whole other level. I will definitely be catching up on this. So So, Helen, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. And Julie, I love you so much. And Brenda, I have, like Julie said, I've waited 
many, many years and have heard of you many years. And I'm so honored to be here. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to play. So yeah. Julie's stacking the deck with her peeps. I like it. Right? <laughs> uh, it's the benefit of being an elf. So um, <laughs> It's a privilege of being an elf. Which I have benefited from many times. So, <laughs> so I'm actually going to mute myself because my job in this is actually a note taker and a color commentary person because one of my favorite things is to describe to everybody what the hell Brenda's doing when she's not speaking. <laughs> Which is apparently a lot and when I do these sessions. It is. It's so awesome i love to watch you do this stuff so anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna step aside for a second i'm gonna let you guys go thank you my elf and thank you helen for saying yes to to this <clears throat> very contrived situation we have here Absolutely. <laughs> um, so so many things you know so thank you for sending your information so i could do your charts because they also help ground the session for me i just want to speak for a moment of your astrology chart because it's very interesting to me but what's it uh, i i don't know why i'm just fascinated with the rising signs lately so uh you have a uh, sun in Virgo, the moon is in Gemini. And so I imagine you like to talk about your emotions a lot. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Always. <laughs> yes. But the rising sign, of course, is Taurus, which means that uh, Venus rules your chart, right? That's how that works. And so when Venus rules the chart, your world is really a lot about beauty and connections and making sure people are comfortable and, you know, in that way. So I'm just curious how that shows up in your life. A hundred percent. Beauty is my industry and making people look better and feel better every day is what I do. And connections are my number one thing that I, you know, that's what I make sure to have a connection with everybody I meet, whoever it is. That's so great. That's so great. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> I'm going to double that confirmation. I'm just going to say, and because Brenda did not know what you did. Can I ask what you do in the beauty industry? I work for uh, L'Oreal. I'm a sa regional sales manager for It Cosmetics, oh, actually. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. Yeah. That's perfect for you. Well done. Well done, you. Yeah, thank you. And again, if someone's family for you, which it clearly it goes way beyond family of blood, right? You have a, a pretty expansive network and it, all your planets are jammed into that second quartile, you know, so it's all about making those connections and, and loving people like that's, <laughs> that's what you want to do all the time, right? All the time. <laughs> Which is interesting, because when we when we open this up in the platform we're on, like all these spirits came through, you must have a very boisterous crowd, you must run with a boisterous crowd is would be my impression. <laughs> I have been told that so many times yeah, yes. by anybody that can feel any energy. I've been told that I have so many people around and I feel it. Yeah, so much support, so much love. Uh, first of all, they don't want to go anywhere because like you have the best party, right? That's what they say. <laughs> and second of all, you know, they all want to come through. <clears throat> so I'm not sure if we're going to get them all through, but we're going to get a couple through uh, for sure during our time together. But, the, you know, most people I, I need to talk to about boundaries, but I feel like with you, I really don't because you are so clear about how you run your energy and who gets in and who gets out, like who's not allowed in, right? Right. Like you have a, a natural bouncer energy about you, like, hey, you're not, no, out of here, <laughs> you know? And everyone else, you're like, yeah, bring it, bring the love. <laughs> Which is, I feel like, kind of how you run your household. Like, are there a lot of people just coming in and out of your house? All day, every day, animals, cats, dogs, the 
cul-de-sac cats. The a courtyard cat comes in, the courtyard dog comes yeah. in, neither one of them live here. Yeah, that's what, yeah, don't tell them that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, it's just the same in the spirit world. So it just it literally is quite this reflection. So I just want to reflect that to you straight out of the gate. You know, which is um, interesting to me in so many ways, because when people do move on, to the to the other side, you know, the the grief is real and you know, saying goodbye for the last time in this way is real, but you have a real strong belief and I feel like practice where you know they don't go very far. Right. So do you sense them um, being present? Two days after I got home from my mother's funeral was the first time that she came into my apartment. Um even when I lived in Texas, she had never been to my apartment. Like I lived right down the way from them. She had, hadn't been a couple, you know, because I'd lived there a couple of years. But two days after I got home, she was here yeah. in California. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I, they're always, yes, I always have feel so many of them. That's so great. Are you able to like call them in and discern who they are? Not always, but I think that I know who's around. I know that Sam, my cousin, is around all the time. I've had somebody say, hey, pay attention to me <laughs> over here. Sam's not the only guy that wants to talk to you. You know, my uncle has been there. So yeah, sometimes I can feel who they are. A lot of times I feel my mom, I feel my dad. You also have a lot of friends who've passed as well. Maybe even more associates, but the, the like, you know, people that you would have socialized with on the regular, you know, like they look forward to being with you and they still do. So when you're going out, they're still going out with you is what it feels like. So I just, I just want to say that um, because it, like you've got this inner circle, you've got this outer circle, you've got this outer outer circle and they, the circles just keep getting bigger is what it feels like. And you are in the center of all of it, all the direction of love. We are going to dive in deeper when we come back from this break. Okay. So I just want to lay the, you know, set the table for this gathering. Okay. And we'll be right back. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily. 
as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we are back, and we are now going to launch. So launch away, witchy poo. So I have both your parents that come through. And were they married until the end? No. Okay, that's what it feels like, because they come through together, but then there's it feels like it's not natural for them to be together. Not at all. Okay, so I want to acknowledge that. But I wanted to know if they were together, if they're friends now. I mean, that's cool. They absolutely are supportive of one another right now in this way, but mostly they come through to be supportive to you and to answer your question. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Because again, they come through together, but it's like, that's not right. (laughs) There's something not right about that. But I don't feel like they necessarily hang out, not because they can't or don't like each other, but simply because that's that's not the frequency where they, they are. They they evolved in different ways in this lifetime, is which I think your mom says you can understand that you can understand the whole details behind that, right? Because there right. there's some, there's yeah. definitely some dirt behind that. And then were you not as close to your dad? Well, no, I wasn't really as close to my dad. I mean, I was in a different way. I was close to him than I was to my mother, I think. My impression is that he wasn't that close to a lot to a lot of people. So the, the connection that you had with him was authentic, but it didn't get overly expressed. And we established, you know, in the first segment that you actually like to talk about relationships and emotions and how things are, how connections are made. That wasn't his thing. He didn't right. have that skill. So it wasn't like he was withholding or didn't want to connect with you in that way. He just didn't have that to give. Right. Right. But he did see you. He knew who you were and and honored that and created space for that. Like he didn't try and change you. Does this make sense? Yes. A hundred percent. He knew who I was. And likewise, like you understood him. Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. So both of you just kind of held that sacred space and allowed the connection to be what it was without taking anything personally or like telling, you know, negative stories. A hundred percent makes sense. I just want to say really well done there and and how much he appreciated that because I feel like many people who were in his life didn't really have that grace to hold with him. They always wanted something more for him. And so he kind of always felt bad about himself. Does this make sense? Pretty much. Sure. And in some ways, your mom fell right into that category. She wanted more from him. They had been divorced for such a long time, so probably didn't really speak for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's what, that's one of the reasons why there, were, there was just so much tension because she didn't get, she wasn't getting what she wanted and he couldn't right. pivot to anything else. So that I feel like that was one of the reasons for the breakup. Probably. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Now I want to talk about your mom because you said you're actually closer to your dad in, in some ways than your mom. I feel like I want to say no to that. And let me tell you why, because first of all, in some ways you're, you're like your mom in that, the passion, the expression. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So so that created some tension, right? Because you're not the same person, even though you share some of the same characteristics. So there would create tension. Like, I want this. I want, no, I want this. And, and you, you can't both have what you need in that situation. So someone was going to lose and it was always going to be you is what it feels like, is what she's telling me. Does this make sense? Yes. <laughs> There's something about how she's wired that feels like every fight 
every disagreement was a fight for her life. I don't know why she's saying that, but it just gives me chills. Like she was always fighting for her life. When And whenever she was arguing, she went for the jugular. She wasn't like, I don't really agree with that. She'd be like, no, you're wrong. And this is how it's going to go. Boom. Like it was, it was black and white for her. There wasn't, there wasn't like, well, I guess that's not as important to me because everything was important. Like it, whatever she wanted, she wanted. Right. I think things was pretty black and white to her, whether I agreed with them or not, with what she was going to do, how she was going to do things was black and white to her. There was no gray. Right. And it's, it's funny because, you know, at some point in your life, you get to be like, ah, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. She never got there. <laughs> like, she, like there was there's just this intensity to her, her entire life. And uh, uh, did, do you have siblings? I do. I have okay. one. But you were the the you were a bigger object for the for her attention in, in, in that you ran more conflict than your your sibling. Is that correct? In her eyes. In her eyes. Yes. In her eyes. Yes. I didn't really ever run conflict, but he was definitely yeah, I definitely was in her eyes, that's who I was. Yes. You challenged her just because, of, you know, because you're a different person and you lived in the same house. But when you did something different, she felt like it was a personal challenge where with your siblings, she didn't feel like that. There wasn't that tension. Did you, was it a brother? Yeah. Yeah. He was different. He maybe needed more attention or? I don't know if he needed it or it was just easier for her to give your brother attention because he didn't challenge her. Like he didn't, just by him being him, didn't feel like a challenge to her is what I'd say. She's showing me these things and she's seeing her pattern of how hypersensitive she was, how almost, it was almost um, unbalanced. Does this make sense? It was very unbalanced. Yeah. So I don't know, um, like if today she would have been diagnosed almost with bipolar, like it feels like it would just flare um, in these ways. And you're like, I, that wasn't even that big a deal. And she was full on fighting for it. Does this make sense? So did she must have had some trauma in, she's showing me like uh, under the age of five where she, there was trauma. Well, they escaped from Poland. She's a Holocaust survivor. That would count. And I'm going to interrupt really quick because I'm going to tell you, Brenda, when you were doing that, when you were saying there was something there and you were actually rubbing your forearm where the numbers of uh, go for the Holocaust. I was going to let you know you were doing that. I was watching and I knew what you were doing while you were doing it because I, I know these things. That's why I didn't say anything, but I saw you do that. So that I have a feeling she was letting you know. And I didn't even know I was doing that. Thank you. So are you, are you the firstborn? No. This is um, how she's stating this. If I could have loved you better, I would have wanted to. But where I was at the time, I couldn't. And I hope that you will grant me the grace that I couldn't grant you in the state I was. And you took the brunt over and over for ways that I continue to try to understand because it is not clear to me yet, other than I was trying my best, the unfairness the relentlessness of my focus upon you was traumatizing and abusive. And I see you today intentionally creating the exact opposite of what I created for you. <laughs> wow. And you have ended the cycle. Wow. <laughs> I'm clapping. I just want, I'm crying and clapping just so everybody understands. 
That's pretty powerful. Because actually I've wanted to hear that. I actually uh, had written a question for you and asked at one time, she came to me and apologized for everything. She and I would at the question I had was, "What did you when you came to apologize? What did you come? What did you? What did you? What did you mean?" And you just totally explained all that. And it's still hard for her to understand. I want you to hear that. I understand that too. She doesn't know why she would get so triggered. It's just not recognized. I think that it just it's not triggered so much that we would have these crazy interactions it was just a way of life and it felt like a lot of times you would talk past each other like you'd say one thing she'd react at a whole different level and you'd be like yeah but what about this one thing i still need an answer and and she would just come back around and and you know um, be irrational i'm going to use the word um irrational that's my word not hers um because there's there was no place where you can negotiate or stand where you wouldn't be a target Right. So she's also showing me one other thing, and I'm going to let her talk because I think that's better. Partly, you were the strongest one. And with all the stress I was experiencing post-trauma, you were the strongest one. So that was the, the best I could, the best choice I could make given who, who was available. It wasn't intentional. It was a default, but it, there was... You were the strongest one. You kept us together. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100% makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, I could have just said, I'm done and left, but I never did. I kept trying. I was always there. No matter what, no matter how I felt, I was there for her. Always. Yeah. It just gives me chills. I don't know anyone who would have chosen that. I really, I bow to you. Oh. I do too. And I know what I've been around for that. I sat with your mother many times. Yeah. Let's take a break. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. 
join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we are back from our Kleenex break. Um, we were, I blew my nose in my shirt, just so everybody knows, because I'm the elf with zero shame, apparently, because I'm telling you guys that. So we're going to continue. You go rock on, my witchy poo. Um, so Helen, at this point, I, I just want to a pause and check in, see how you're doing. I'm doing okay. Like I said, I had, uh, you answered the questions that I wrote without even, is there a reason that I was never recognized or like for my accomplishments and what I did and the, and I, and then why did you apologize for what? And so I, it's just exactly what I was listening for. And I got, thank you. That's all I can say. It's amazing. Do you have any questions that are on your list that you didn't get answered? Um, my grandmother and grandfather, my mom's mom and dad. Okay. I just, before I leave the energy of your mom, I, I wanted to, this is just me talking, but the, the trajectory she shows me, it makes me wonder if, you know, how I call it irrational, almost like a bipolar sort of like intensity, but I actually understanding more, it feels like the connection is actually post-traumatic stress. And so she held it together for so long and she could take it through raising your brother. But by the time you came, it had just broken her down, uh, broken down her nervous system in this way. Um, but somehow she was still able to contain it for others or in a more public way, but except for you. This is what it feels like. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to complete that picture that she showed me. Well, and then she was closer to like a lot of my cousins and treated them more of a daughter than kind of she did me. And that's maybe another, like, was that because I was her daughter or I don't, not sure. I actually, from what she's showing me, I feel like it was more her anger that as a daughter, she wasn't protected. And so she was reacting in a way, like I didn't get protected, you know, again, this wounded part of her psyche from the trauma that she experienced. From the Holocaust. Yeah, this is one of these interesting things that we're going to get to in the end, but I just want our listeners to tune into this, uh, this aspect of it as um, the trauma between mothers and daughters. And this is an example of that is like, because she, your mother was once a daughter. And so when they were once a daughter, the trauma they feel, they can absolutely continue that when they're a mother to their daughter. Which is why she says you broke the cycle. Right? I'm pretty sure that her brother was, that she was treated, her brother was a favorite child as well. Right. So you broke the cycle. My life mission was to break that cycle of favoritism, of anything like that. And she sees it and acknowledges it and is grateful for it. I was just going to ask that one question. I feel like it's, uh, it's kind of interesting to say, but I feel closer to her in death than I did in life. Is that possible? Oh, completely. You know what I say? Never let death get in the way of a, a true relationship. 
It really doesn't. I have the best relationship. She sees everything. I take her. I uh, ask her if she enjoyed what I saw when I met the, you know. Yeah, because there's so many things I know that she would have loved. Yeah, still does. Good. That's good to know. So she's been a a lot of places with me here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. And again, otherwise she wouldn't be able to say, you know, to say this, you know, you broke the cycle and how, how grateful she is for that. And I want Helen, you to know, um, everybody knows how traumatized I was when I lost my mother. And because she was so incredible as a mom to me, because she broke the cycle in her family. So I want you to know the dedication that your daughters have for you and the love that you saw how I had for my mother. That's how your daughters are with you, Helen. And I think that is the part of it to recognize is that when you're able to do that and to make your, because that was Margaret's life mission was not to treat me the way that she was treated. Yes. And you did the same thing. And you see the dedication that I have had to that woman and still, to this day, right? Yes. But I just, I want to bring that up to you because I am your girls 25 years later. Yeah. Yes. That's great. And how, right. Okay. I just wanted to make that clear to you of what Brenda was saying. Thank you. Thank you. That's beautiful. I know you asked about your grandparents. Yeah. Your maternal grandparents. Um, Your grandfather's the first one through. And did he lived here, correct? Yes. He lives in the States. Yeah. I, I don't know why this is important, but this is literally what he leads with, which is how you've thrived, how you created and moved through life with something he never was able to do. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. Um, and he is learning so much watching you. That's great. And he's so grateful to have a teacher he can trust. He's like, there's so many people, but I don't know them. I know you. He does so know you, yeah, yeah, and so he can he can learn so much through your eyes because he understands your eyes. You're so connected in this way, and it's like this great master class is what he says. And he's just you're so generous, <laughs> like is how how you're showing him and connecting him because you work so hard and you work so well, and you have so much fun while you're doing it. I do. And that's something <laughs> like he couldn't he couldn't get his arms around. Right? He just he tried, but he literally. Like yeah. he felt like he, he kept missing, right? Does this make sense? Yes. Yeah. And and um and so he's like, so my next time I'm going to do great because of you. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's really, I was it's close really to him lovely. since I was a child. I would take took care of him. Mm. We he stayed in my room. Yeah. When he came over, when my grandmother died, he was there. It was I was the closest out of the entire family to him. Well, he's the first one through and just so much love. But it's it's both love and awe, I want to say. That's great. Love and respect is one thing, but really it's awe. Like, look at her go. Like, this is amazing. Um, a grandmother's around and also, but she has a very different relationship with you. Um, and I'm not saying it's standoffish and it's nothing like the relationship you had with your mom. It's very loving. But she had uh, she was more concerned about how precise things were. Does this make sense to you? Probably because she, my grandfather came to New York and then the Holocaust. And so she was there with her children and had to get them out. So I'm sure she had to be very. So she is so very risk adverse. Like she needs things all lined up. Yes, I'm sure. But she was very young when she passed. Oh, oh, okay. But I still feel very close to her. Oh, very close. 
Oh yeah, she she didn't go very far, trust me. <laughs> and and I feel like the way that you can work with her is when you need to be precise about anything. And it could be cooking, it could be driving, anything. Like she has a real um, sort of a safety lens of how to take care of life. That's what's important to her. Okay, great. So yeah. yeah. That's what I'd say about that. And it's all in love. It's not it's not just restrictions or rules. It's not like that. It's like how to honor life. It's very beautiful. I love that. Yeah, very de- dedicated. Yeah. But that's, so she's like, because she, she's like, no one can do that for her like I can. That's what she says. That's great. I, love, <laughs> yeah. I really have always, I mean, I was, I was very young and I only remember her, you know, very vaguely, but I've mm-hmm. always felt her spirit so strongly. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, she's very vibrant. Yeah, very yes, yeah. very vibrant, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Helen, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your family. Thank you for being brave and um, just showing up here and saying yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both so much. This has really been a really amazing to know that I have so many people with me all the time, and and yeah. And a, a little recognition from my mom has really gone, will go a long way, really, really go a long way because you wonder a whole lot why, you know, and to have a, a reason behind it or for her to recognize it yeah. because I don't think she ever did. She, I don't think she understood it. She didn't acknowledge it, the recognition, not well, recognition. Look, how long has she been in the spirit world? Uh, four years. See, so, you know, which is not that long, actually, but for her to still be looking to understand is, you know, how important that is for her, because we understand a lot of things instantly when we move through, through through to the other side. But for her to still be searching her heart, searching the cosmos, searching, you know, to try and understand this is, is, um, I hope you will understand how she is prioritizing this learning. Uh, because learning is the only way she can heal it now, right? I do. I will. And I will. It's beautiful to know that because I think I've been thinking about it for a long time too. Uh, Actually my whole life wondering why. There's Uh, no doubt. There's no doubt, right? Because it it was literally irrational. It was literally irrational. Absolutely. All right, but I'm going to let my witchy poo take a rest and I'm just going to do a a little bit of a summary. And I think what's so important that we have certainly learned from Helen's experience, if we want to go back to the first reading that we had with Holly, it's uh, similar in the case where they could have very easily uh, disconnected from their moms for how they were treated in the family, but they didn't. And the perseverance, Helen, that you had with your mom and the fact that you stayed in for so long, literally the whole way through, is I think an important here because Holly did the same. Holly took care of her mother where, frankly, if you looked at the whole family, it'd be like, why are you doing that for how you were treated? And I think for audience, this is so important because our, our familial relationships are so incredibly complex. And What we do as individuals in that relationship is truly what matters because with what you did, Helen, is you broke a cycle. By the way, Holly broke a cycle too. And so it's important for us as we're moving through things to stay grounded and to pay attention to who we are and who we want to be and to also recognize that we are not our parents. We are an individual soul that is uh, navigating around the earth and many of us again and again and again. 
as a joke, I don't think I'll ever have a last life. I feel like I have more shit I have to learn constantly than I'm going to be like on the earth forever to get through all the lessons. Uh, and I think, because I know we also have a lot of female listeners, and I'm not um, excluding our men because I think the same thing happens between sons and fathers. But when it comes to these difficult relationships that I, I hope you guys know you're not alone. And that's why I think today is so incredibly valuable, Helen, because you've been so open to talk about these struggles through your whole life of being rejected. And many, there are many other uh, daughters and many other sons that have also felt that rejection, but then acted based on who they were. And so Helen, for you, this is who you are through all of these circumstances that could have drug you down, that could have sent you into all sorts of directions and directions that could be very unhealthy directions, right? right? You didn't do that. You didn't let her take you to where she was. She was your mother and obviously loved you, but you didn't need to be her. Right. And the same, I think, you know, and I think so many out there, I hope that if you have, have dealt with this in your life, that you really tuned in today and felt the same healing that I hope, Helen, that you receive today is to know that it is up to you. You can, you can change this. You can break cycles. And, you know, my own confession through this, I always felt because of my situation that everybody had a great mom. I really did. It was literally an, the, probably the most naive thing I've ever felt in my life. And as I got older, actually, once I met Suzanne and also Helen, when I met you and I hear stories from you guys um, and I hear stories from other people, everybody. I mean, it's like, it's almost sadly endless, but it was a point of naivete for me because I was, I was lucky like your girls are lucky, Helen. And I hope that your girls would go through life, that if this is their naivete, that that is what it is, because it is the greatest gift that you gave your daughters, hopefully was to be naive, that everybody doesn't have a great mom. Because you are an extraordinary mom. Thank you. And you've always been an extraordinary mom. And I remember the day I met you, Jessica was three. And she was, had been writing on the wall with a magic marker. And we got home to your house. And your husband at the time had said, Helen, why is she da-da-da marking on the wall? And she's like, ah, she's just creating. You know, like we can clean it. Like it was no big deal, right? Because you love those kids with every cell in your body. And I have said for years that to me, you won the best mom award. And I didn't realize the depth of how hard that must have been to get that award. And so I honor you for that. You. And for all everybody out there struggling with it, know you can break cycles. I always say, if you ask either one of my daughters who the favorite is, they would say me. <laughs> 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 and that's been my mission as a mom. Right, right. Well, you, yeah. And so I just think it's important. I, again, I, to me, um, it's weird. I was shaking the whole time during this reading, which is very strange. I don't shake and it's cold, but not that cold in the house. But I think it is one of these things that's such a powerful thing for everybody to listen to because you do have, you have the power to change the trajectory. And uh, again, as Brenda had said, um, I too honor you, Ellen, for many, many reasons. But this one today, I honor you Thank for that. You. And with that, if my witchy poo doesn't have any final words, she has no words. She just held up zero. I think she used all of her words. She's empty. So with that, I will close this. And thank you again, Helen. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And always remember that Earth School is hard without the other side and without witchy poo and without Helen. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Helen. And thank you, Brenda. I love you all. Thank you. Thank Helen. you. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.